0: Good morning Nashville, my name is Braden Gall and this is the 440 for Thursday, April 22nd. Today on the show, we will talk with Justin Graver of Broadway Sports Media about how John Robinson's front office scouts players and maybe what positions the Titans could be looking at that the fans have not been thinking about. I also have a PSA for Titans fans as it pertains to the NFL draft, but we begin with one of the worst meltdowns in Predator's franchise history. Are you a person who lives in a home? If you are, then you need to know about the Kingston Group. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group. They are Nashville's award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. Locally owned, of course. And they do things like major remodels and custom homes. Imagine that. They make you money, they make you happy, they make you proud. And if you're a person who lives in a home, you should know about them. That's the Kingston Group. Check out their work at buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. So about midway through the third period of the Preds game on Wednesday evening against the Chicago Blackhawks, I sat down to write this segment of the show. And I sat down to write about how the Nashville Predators' playoff hopes might not be as rosy as people think, but that there is one thing that this franchise can hang its hat on, and that is the complete and utter domination of the Chicago Blackhawks. Because that's what they were doing on Wednesday night, midway through the third period. And then the rest of the game happened. In the most critical of situations, the Nashville Predators gave up three goals in three minutes in the third period to give up the tie, create a chance for the Blackhawks to steal the game in overtime, which they did, winning the game five to four with a four consecutive goal comeback to win the game and take two critical points. Now, Nashville got a point, but they needed both of them. They need two of them. The Dallas Stars are breathing down their neck, have more games in hand, and Nashville only has eight more games to collect as many points as possible, probably needing to win at least six, if not seven, of those eight games to probably get into the postseason. It was one of the worst meltdowns I have ever seen. Every single point matters, and we know in football that that extra point always comes back to bite you in the ass. And I wouldn't be surprised if this team missed out on the playoffs by a single point to the Dallas Stars. And that single point might be traced back to Wednesday night, when you had a three-goal third-period lead against your arch-rival and a team that you are ahead of in the postseason, and you gave up four consecutive goals by allowing their players to basically skate free in your defensive zone. It was completely inexplicable. John Hines took a timeout after two of the goals when it got to 4-3, and it still didn't work. The Blackhawks scored immediately thereafter. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know who to blame, but it's one of those moments. It's one of those dates. It's one of those nights on the calendar for a team fighting for a spot for its life in the postseason that you circle with giant red ink. Wednesday night could be the reason this team misses the playoffs. Maybe not. Maybe they win seven more games out of eight. Maybe Dallas doesn't win a whole lot of hockey games and maybe the Preds get in. But man, that was a meltdown of epic proportions that we have not seen with this franchise in quite some time. So here's hoping, fingers crossed, that that extra point does not come back to bite them. So this show might just turn into like a daily health check, temp check for Titans fans as we get closer and closer to the NFL Draft next Thursday. And and today's rant, if you will, is about allowing past situations, the Titans' first-round draft pick last season, positions, universities... These, these types of things cloud your judgment on what the Titans will do in the draft. Just because the offensive line pick w- didn't work last year doesn't mean an offensive lineman isn't the right pick this year. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but it doesn't mean that that's not the best player on the board and John Robinson shouldn't go ahead and take another right tackle in the first round. Oziz Ojolari, a defensive end out of Georgia, just because Isaiah Wilson went to Georgia doesn't mean you shouldn't take a player from Georgia. You The players are different. The situations are different. You cannot let that cloud your judgment. If the Washington Football Club failed with Dwayne Haskins as a quarterback pick, it doesn't mean that Justin Fields isn't better than Dwayne Haskins and isn't worthy of a draft pick. So I think we got to be careful to not let the PTSD of the past decisions cloud our judgment on the current decisions. Again, offensive line, Georgia, whatever it is, you cannot let all of those situations mess up how you evaluate and decide on a current player. You have to operate in a vacuum on each one of these decisions. So if the best player happens to be a Georgia football player or an offensive lineman at 22, then John Robinson has to do what is best. Whatever happens on Titans Twitter is irrelevant. What matters is doing the best thing for the team. So finding the best player last year's decisions and results are irrelevant. The year before that, the year before that, you can't pass on a great corner at a USC because a Dory Jackson's knee got hurt right? Like they all have to be separate decisions and they have to live separately and they cannot be blended together. And you cannot let the PTSD of the past cloud your decision-making in the future. And and currently John Robinson has to do what's best for the Tennessee Titans. And if that's taking an offensive lineman or Georgia Bulldog in the first round, he needs to do it. We continue our look at the Titans draft and their first round possibilities with Justin Graver of Broadway Sports Media, of course, at Titans Film Room on Twitter and host of the Music City Audible podcast to explain just how analytical, how futuristic, how modern the John Robinson scouting department really is. And to get his opinion on what are some of the positions that maybe Titans fans haven't considered that John Robinson could be looking at with the first round pick, the 22nd overall pick in the first round. are are there positions that
1: that maybe Titans fans don't think are on the board or actually on the board for John Robinson in the first round? The the one that I would go to is linebacker. And this is another situation where I'm not sure you can start planning ahead yet. But if you were going to Rashawn Evans is in the last year of his rookie deal, and Jayon Brown is back on a one year deal. So sure, you like David Long, but even he is going to be towards the end of his deal starting next season after this year. So you might like start to look at replacing your inside linebackers. One guy that could do that at a very versatile level is Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa, who could play inside. He could line up at edge and give you some versatility there. He could play like a box safety kind of role. This guy can do it all on defense. John Robinson personally worked him out at Tulsa's pro day. So I don't think there's a lot of linebackers that they would take in the first round there. But if Collins was on the board at 22... It wouldn't shock me at all to see the Titans take him. John Robinson has spent not just a first-round pick, but the 22nd overall pick on an inside linebacker already once before. So if you're looking at his draft history as an indicator, that's a potential route that people aren't really talking about that could definitely happen.
0: You mentioned a lot of scores and data. I don't know if you read the Rams piece in The Athletic, but there's a lot of focus on how the LA Rams are going about scouting players in a very virtual and data driven way? Do you, where do you think the Titans fall uh, uh, from a, from a data and, and sort of analysis standpoint? Are they super old school? Are they super new school? Where would you put John Robinson in his scouting department?
1: That's a great question because we really don't know a whole lot. They've never really told us a whole lot, so we kind of have to just sift through what's what we're seeing. I do think they use it more than they let on because if you look back at like when Corey Davis was not practicing as much towards the beginning of the Mike Vrabel era, like he would sit out some random days in training camp and they would call it load management, and Vrabel hinted at their tracking, how much... Effort and how much energy every player exerts, based on like how fast they're running during practice and like how much they're putting on their bodies just during practice. So I do think they're using those like chips to track game speed, and I would bet that they're looking at the things like all the rage this draft offseason because we don't have the combine and traditional forty times and pro days seem to be like fake, like unbelievable fake numbers of everyone runs four three now or something. I bet they're looking at that in game play speed data about of those guys the gps stuff yeah i i would say they probably hit that stuff a lot and and i would bet john robinson has like baseline traits where if a guy has arms that aren't this long then it doesn't necessarily rule him out but it's like that guy has to be an outlier and if you're taking an outlier you have to have a really good reason to believe that they will be the outlier so i don't know how much he eva- like positional value for example this is john robinson took a wide receiver at five overall traded up into the top 10 for a right tackle and took a- another right tackle four years later in the first round so when it comes to like positional value like traditional analytics like on that front i'm not sure how much they care i think they're like get good football players wherever we can get them but i would bet they use analytics to figure out data points like to figure out who those good players yeah. really are couple of things here that I
0: completely agree with Justin on. Of course, Justin Graver, Broadway Sports Media. We do appreciate his time. Music City Audible at Titans Film Room on Twitter. I don't see them going middle linebacker, inside linebacker, but if you are in the first round, Xavier Collins is one of the best players I've seen at that position that could be available that late in the first round in quite some time. He was a complete dominant force for a Tulsa team that almost won the AAC title against Cincinnati. He single-handedly almost beat Oklahoma State if you go back and watch that tape. He was all over the field every single game he played and would be an absolute star on this defense moving forward. Is it the right pick at that spot? I don't know. And as it pertains to the analytics of the John Robinson scouting department, from what I understand, they are very much a modernized NFL front office they love their numbers. There is no question about it. Special thanks to our wonderful sponsors, the Kingston Group, of course. BuildKG.com is the website. Make sure you go check out their work. They are Nashville's award-winning, locally-owned custom home and remodeling firm. And if you live in a home, you need to know about them. So go check out the website, BuildKG.com. If you're in the market for a remodel or a major custom build, make sure you know the name, the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. That's BuildKG.com. 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Brayden Gall, music by William Tyler.